1: It's time for the Happy Half Hour with your friends, Kristen Balboni, Miles Simmons, and Will Bryan.
0: Welcome to the Happy Half Hour podcast presented by Morris Jenkins. Kristen here with my buddies, Miles and Will. And uh, this is a big day because currently I'm sitting across from Will Bryan. We got producer Matt. The three of us are in the studio, unfortunately, um, to do this safely will, right? Um, there could only be three of us in here. And Miles drew the short stick. We didn't invite Miles.
1: So does this mean that I get sent home next week? Because no one <laughs> no one wants that. I've seen on Twitter that people say that I'm recording from my bathroom and it just really doesn't sound good. So I'm going to, I'll just, there's another room over there that I'll go hide in and record from over there because no one wants to hear me from home. Is it after. a bathroom that you're no, trying no, to go? It's not a bathroom. I promise. Producer Matt knows where it is. He's going to hook me up. Okay. It won't be a bathroom.
0: And we are just kidding. Of course, uh, we wish Miles was here, but I was already here in the stadium today. Will uh, had been recording from his bathroom, and it just wasn't cutting it. So, Miles took one for the team uh, and is staying home until we can figure this all out, how to do it all safely. Uh, Miles, we miss you, buddy.
2: Do you really? I mean, you don't have to say that. That's okay. I bet Will doesn't actually miss me because we're not really friends.
1: <laughs> wow, it's been weeks. It's been weeks since that one. Apparently, we're, we, we've we lost our friendship again.
2: It's so easy to just start the show that way. Yeah, I don't know. It just kind of rolled off the tongue. I don't even know like, if that's a real thing or not now. Yeah, I probably should have just let it go. I can let it go, Will.
1: Whatever you say, it's okay. All right, good. I'll survive.
0: Well, one thing that I cannot let go, and look – I know this is an an audio medium, but I can't not reference the fact that Will is rocking an incredible mustache. I mean, it's, I I know that that doesn't do much on a podcast, but Will, it's, I mean, you can't not talk about it. I'm sitting across from you and this thing is, it's majestic.
1: Majestic. Yes. I I like that. It was, it was time for a little, uh, a little trim on Monday. uh And, you know, started on the outside, went to the bottom and then got to the mustache last. And it was like, nope. I'm gonna keep it. I like I'm, it. I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it and see what happens. So yeah. it's there for now.
0: Miles, can you ever imagine uh, going mustache for yourself?
2: Uh, you know, I've done it for a Halloween costume, but I just feel like I mustache will a question about uh, <laughs> facial hair. Like, what is the worst facial hair you
1: ever had? Oh, um, I think I tried whatever this is.
2: You try a uh, soul
0: So, again, yeah. audio Whatever medium. No is, one can see it. doesn't help
2: you. anybody. Yeah, it doesn't even help me because I'm he not the person. He pointed there, so to, to his. Go.
0: He pointed to right up uh, underneath his bottom lip. Yeah, so soul patch. that's the soul patch, right? Yeah, I, I think
1: I tried yeah. that. I can beat that. I went chin only goatee for about a year and a half.
2: It was rough. Really? Yeah, but you, you. Interesting.
0: You committed to it, Matt.
1: Yeah, for a long time. <laughs>
0: And now, Matt, now that I'm looking too, Matt, you still have your mustache.
1: Yeah, I went with a mustache as well. I and, got bored.
0: And guys, uh, me too, by the way. No one can <laughs> see. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I'm the only person in this room without a without a mustache. So I'm feeling a little left out. Or am you, I? You can change that. <laughs> I can't. I can't. <laughs> Thank goodness I can't. Um, I don't even know what to say now. I'm just thinking about the fact that if I had grown a mustache and just walked in. What if I just do that next week, guys? It's Like, hey, what's up? Uh, anyway. Miles, we miss you. Um, you may have to have a mustache upon entry next week if, uh, if we're all in here together. We'll see. Uh, but more importantly, uh, it's not just uh, Will and Matt and I that are back in the building. Of course, the team is here. Training camp is underway. And we've heard a lot um, from players this week. So we're going to share some of the best or most interesting things that we have heard this week in a new segment we are calling Overheard. Do you
1: hear something? Overheard.
0: All right, first up, we have got Stephen Weatherly, who is just a quotes machine. Everything he says is gold, but we really liked this one um, where he is talking about the D-line, and he begins this by comparing Brian Burns to his former Vikings teammate, Daniil Hunter. So take a listen.
3: Um, I see very similar freakish style abilities in regards to body awareness and body control that D has. Um, back in Minnesota well, in regards, speaking of Burns, right? And so he, he very much knows how to use his body, how to position his body to get past uh, the tackle for pass rush. And in the run game, uh, he may not look uh, overly big, but he's very strong, very confident, and plays behind his hands. So he, he sets good edges. And then uh, DB, uh, Derek Brown, he's, a, he's big. Like, I'm big, but he's big. And he does not move like he's big, um, which is always a great thing. So once again, um, learning how one another plays, that's what's going to determine how well we play as a defense, because we definitely have pieces. Believe that.
0: All right, guys, I I really like that. And, and Will, we were listening to these a a little bit earlier just to pick out our favorites, and you made such a good point that this is really where it all starts.
1: Yeah, I mean, last year – it was almost like being a dead horse of, like, the defensive line, the run game, stopping the run every week, week over week. And it was obvious this is where they, you know, addressed this in the draft. You know, the very first-round first, first round pick, uh, Derek Brown, DB, as as Steven calls him, you know, he's, he's a big guy. He is big. And so, you know, like, seeing him and seeing what he's going to be able to do next to K.K. Short on that line, getting Brian Burns back healthy, you know, when, when Burns was in there, you know, he was just wrecking offensive tackles, you know, being able to, he has so many different moves, he's able to set the edge, um, he's bendy as people say, so, you know, I, I think that there will be some people that are surprised by this Panthers defensive line, including uh, having Weatherly on it as well.
0: I just want to give um, some numbers because you mentioned how big Derek Brown is, and of course Stephen Weatherly mentioned how big he is. I love that part in the quote where he's like, I'm big, but he's big, so... Derek Brown is 6'5", 325. And you think about Stephen Weatherly, 6'5", 265. So I can't wait to, to get there. We're going to be able to see practice from our safe vantage point next week and just see kind of the two of them standing beside each other. But 6'5", 325, and can move. It's it's so exciting. I'm so excited to see what Derek Brown does at this next level for the Panthers. Uh, Miles, I, I got to say, I really like – it feels like this D-line is – Gelling from everything we've heard, and I know you have been locked in on all the things that these players have said, um, have been saying. You agree, right? Uh, the the rookies, the the new guys, the the old pros. It feels like it's really coming together.
2: Yeah, it, it does. And I think what's good about it right now is at least what Weatherly said is that because they have this longer ramping up period. They have more time to communicate together and to start to get the, develop those relationships that are going to be so important um, on the field once they really start getting going. And it's interesting because when you have so many different pieces that are going to be able to co- that that have to come in and that have to contribute, and uh, you know everybody knows what KK Short's done throughout the course of his career, but somebody like a Derek Brown, you know, he ha- helping him get integrated and making sure that he is on the P's and Q's from jump. That's going to be really important because what I've always liked about defensive linemen, and they say this cliche throughout the league, you have to stop the run in order to earn the right to rush the passer. So that means first down, second down, you got to keep opposing offenses, in uh in unenviable positions, right? You don't you want to keep them in second and long and then third and seven or longer. So that means you get a chance to pin your ears back and rush the passer. And as Will was just saying, you know, last year with the Panthers it was like beating a dead horse, right? The run defense just was not good. So if those guys can gel up front well enough so that they can stop the run well. Well, that's going to mean good things for guys like Brian Burns who can get around those edges so well. And then you have somebody like Short and Derek Brown who can push the pocket up the middle. And then we'll see on the opposite end, whether it's Gross Matos, whether it's Weatherly, somebody else can then rush on the other side too. So those, how those guys up front play on the early downs is going to determine a lot about then how they're going to be able to get after the passer.
0: And Miles, while I've got you here talking about Weatherly, you talked to him earlier this offseason, right, for a piece. And I think he's got to be like, he's got to be up there in contention for the team's renaissance man. I know there's quite a few, but he is just, I think, the most interesting guy. What was the most interesting thing that you learned about him when it, you know, not relating to football?
2: Ooh, interesting. Uh, Because there are a lot of things. I know, I put you on the spot.
0: No, but it's it's. It's it's fun to talk to
2: somebody like that because he has so many different interests. I mean, I could point to him playing, I think, eleven different instruments. He did a glass blowing uh, class last year when he was with the Vikings. That I thought was very interesting. Um, he's also really into the social justice causes, and so like even a couple of days ago when he was talking, he, he said that you know the decal he wants to wear on his helmet is all Black Lives Matter, not just Black Lives Matter, because of the way that people might see him one way because he's a professional athlete but you know the other his the other members of his family those black lives matter too. So what he said was you know all black lives matter not just the ones you root for, right? So I think those things come to mind I guess when you ask what what else is interesting about him and that's a cop out because I just said three things instead of one thing.
0: But I think that's so kind of indicative of who he is because literally we picked, we could have picked any quote from his press conference because he is so interesting, so eloquent. You just want to be around. I just want to be around him. I want to ask him a million questions. So, uh, Miles, we'll give you that one. You know, I said one thing, but he's just such an interesting guy. We'll, we'll give you three or four. Uh, another very interesting guy is Robbie Anderson. So we heard from him and we picked out one of his quotes that we liked a lot. He spoke about the culture of this Panthers team.
3: It's just it's, it's just the standards and, you know, his plan to win and, you know, process. Like, it's literally like the same, like listening to Coach, coach Snow, our defensive coordinator, he spoke last night. And I didn't know remember, like, the exact things that he was going to say, but it it wasn't – like, it's nothing new to me. And I know that those things that they, that they coach by and what they live by, I've I, I seen it firsthand that it works. So it's just – I feel like the thing is with where I'm at, I can feel everybody here, like, the energy everybody's bought in. You know, I've been places where some people are, some people aren't. Some people are established. They don't – you know what I'm saying? I just feel like it's a collective – it's a collective. Everybody's bought in and on, like, pretty much on the same page and trying to win. We not. I don't feel like the – you know, sometimes you get a new coach, transition, it's let's focus on the future. It's for the future. I don't feel like that's the – like, I don't think anybody's trying to wait.
1: So yeah, Robbie, you know, he he spoke today about Coach Rule, his relationship with Coach Rule from Temple and what he sees, you know, he this was a guy that was with the Jets, you know, he's been around um he's been around this league a little bit and he he sees something different going on here. And I think that is really worth pointing out that these guys, there's a culture, there's a hunger, there's there's some chips on some shoulders here, you know, people feel like they're underdogs and I think that that's a little bit by design in the way that this roster was kind of created this spring and summer of Rule knows what types of guys he wants in this locker room and the way they're all going to feed off each other. I think Robbie is a big example of that and is really kind of speaking to that right now.
0: Well, I think it's interesting what you said about this underdog almost by design. We heard Christian McCaffrey last week in, in his press conference say something to the effect of there's a lot of guys on this team with something to prove, mostly to themselves versus anyone else. And you think about a guy like that saying, hey, we're kind of underdogs. You know, I kind of see myself as an underdog is just interesting um, considering all that he's accomplished and where he is in his career. Uh, Miles, being around football so much, do you like that kind of uh, mentality from rule of, look, we got something to prove to ourselves um, let's go out there and do it every single day. And that's the kind of mentality that we're going to adopt this year.
2: Yeah, everybody's everybody's got to get an edge somehow. You have to create that sort of mental edge for yourself. And I think Tom Brady does it by you know saying that everybody thinks we suck and can't win any Mm -hmm. games right and like i remember like he said something to that effect over the last couple of years when he was with the patriots and i bet he'll say the same thing now that he's down um in tampa bay and it's just like that whatever that internal motivating factor is for him it works because It's strange because literally nobody was saying that the Patriots suck and can't win any games. I don't think anybody's said that over the last 20 years, or even now as they're going through a lot of changes up there um, because they still have Bill Belichick. But I think when it comes to having a new coaching staff and a young roster, you have to instill some sort of edge, some sort of mentality. And I think that that's kind of tough just considering that, look, these guys didn't even get into the building together until a week or two ago. Right? So you had you didn't even have an off-season where you could really start to get to know people um, on, a, on a face-to-face basis as opposed to just over the Internet with Zoom calls and Microsoft Team calls. So now that they're in the building and this culture is starting to get established, it's going to be how do we make sure that this team is connected enough so that we can go out and accomplish what we need to accomplish on a week-to-week basis? That's hard to do. You know, with a, with a new coaching staff, it's hard to do because a lot of times new staffs don't exactly know what their personnel is and how to best utilize that personnel until a few weeks into the season. We'll see how that, you know, turns out this year with the Panthers. But I think if everybody's on the same page in terms of what the culture is and what the culture needs to be, that's the first step. So as long as the Panthers are taking that first step right now, that's a good sign.
0: All I can think about was when you talked about Tom Brady inventing slights, I thought about Michael Jordan. Yes, Will. Will's nodding oh to God, me. Yes. That poor guy, the poor, was it a rookie that he said said something to him and then it turned out it never happened? I'm trying to think of his name off the top of my head.
1: And it wasn't there someone on the Hornets too?
0: It was BJ Armstrong. BJ I think Armstrong, he, he yeah. did it too as yeah. well. But there was that one poor guy yeah. that was the focus of one of the episodes of The Last Dance. That he said, oh yeah, he insulted me at halftime, and so I had to go out and score. And he's like, yeah, twenty years later, he's like, it never happened. But Miles, you're right. You you got to get the edge wherever you can. Um, And of course, Coach Rule is trying to instill that mentality and that culture. Um, And one of the things we have heard him talk about so much is is toughness and competitiveness. He wants guys who are going to be tough and go out there every single day and compete. And that's not just on the field, that can relate to anything, and uh, Etor Gross Matos proved that earlier this week when he was talking about the hot dog eating contest that they
3: had. I knew, I knew Coach Rose, you know, big on competing and stuff. So there's no way I was really going to get out of it. Just went out there and competed, um, ate nine, nine, hot dogs in in the three minutes, and I don't anticipate eating any hot dogs anytime soon.
0: So the rookie D line. Came out, took the dub in this hot dog eating contest. I, I first of all, Yitor ate nine hot dogs. That feels like a lot to me, Miles. What are your thoughts on that?
2: Well, it sounds gross, man. I, I couldn't eat that many hot dogs in one sitting. Well, what is it? What his his is it? Three is, minutes, five minutes.
1: gross mottos.
0: Say to oh, his oh, face, will. <laughs> <laughs>
2: We like to do a fail horn for that pun there that Will just made? We used to just goodness. mute his mic when he said stuff like that. Yeah. Go go back to that. Oh, we're in the studio
0: uh, now. Anything's possible.
2: Oh, my goodness.
0: It's a lot of hot dogs. And I loved it. He was like, look, I'm not eating anymore again. But I did when he, he got asked the question about the hot dog eating contest. And he was so serious. As you hear, he's like, look, Coach Rule likes competition. I went out there and I tried to have that competitive mindset. And I, I loved it. I absolutely love that kind of stuff, Will.
1: What's the most, like, have you ever done anything in i I've I've won a competitive eating contest at a minor league baseball game. No, you haven't. For chicken tell wings.
0: Us, tell us the story right now.
1: Yeah, so, like, there was, it was like a, the end of a double header, so no one was around mm-hmm. for the second one. And I was friends with, like, the marketing assistant for, like, the single A team in Charleston. And she's like, hey, we have to do this, you know, Buffalo Wild Wings or whatever, whoever the sponsor was. Like a chicken wing eating contest, so can you and your friend just do it? And yeah, so it was like hot wings. You know, I I had I yeah. Well,
0: I, what what were your stats? Doing. Come on, what's the? I, I
1: think it was at least like fifteen. Wow. In in like a minute. And they were know. hot.
0: That's a lot in a minute. Yeah, That's a I don't lot. know
1: how much. It would have counted because I kind of left some on the bone, mm. you know. I was able to kind of no like, one's
0: going you, to inspect. Him. Yeah,
1: you skirt through and you know you kind of get the big chunks yeah. and you just keep throwing. You know, you keep going.
0: Yeah, who's going to go in there afterwards and and really just you know say, oh, this one's got too much meat on them, but let me pick it up and inspect it. No one's doing that. You'd say fifteen.
1: Yeah. So obviously, this is something that Miles would abhor: competitive eating, right?
2: Yes, it absolutely yep, is. Yep, yeah, that's yep. that's really gross. I mean, like I I love chicken wings. I love hot dogs but I want to enjoy them, you know, like I might have chicken wings for dinner now. We keep talking about them. And I got some frozen ones from Costco in my freezer. Like that sounds delicious, but I'm going to sit down and I'm going to enjoy them uh, non-competitively um do you guys uh what do you guys put on your hot dog for toppings because this is actually a big thing for for me
0: ketchup that's it and look i lived in chicago for two years uh, oh
1: chris oh
3: no
0: and
1: uh (laughs) what's happening over there
2: did miles just drop
0: his phone in protest
2: (laughs) i just dropped my pen that i was holding oh
0: i've sent you that much
2: Listen. Okay. So this is obviously something you guys don't necessarily know about me, but I'm a big team mustard guy for for hot dogs. Did you like, just
0: are, Did you just adopt your a Midwestern accent while yeah, you what said was this? That? I'm a yeah, I'm a big mustard really guy in the in the Midwest we like our mustard.
2: Yes, because mustard is the you don't put ketchup on a hot dog. You're not a child. You got to stop doing that.
0: I, I'm, that's <laughs> That's probably one of the more grown-up foods I eat sometimes, so I don't <laughs>
2: Um oh, well no.
1: have a strong opinion of hot dogs and what to
2: put so in them. just must it's
0: a it's a
2: thing though. no, it, it, okay. it so. is in them
0: in Chicago, you cannot say, and I, like I said, I lived there for two years. You cannot yeah. say that you put ketchup on a hot dog. Exactly. Guess what? It's, it tastes better. I don't care. No,
2: it absolutely does not. It's verboten to do something like that. That's terrible. I can't believe that you live there and you would tell people that you do that. But so usually in you know situations where there is a press box and there's press box food, mm-hmm. a lot of times at halftime there will be hot dogs, right? So I will go and get a hot dog and put mustard on it and I take a picture of it and then I tweet it with the hashtag Team Mustard. I would be doing this this year but I don't think that there's going to be a situation where we have hot dogs in a press box. Anyway, Make but one that's yourself. it's like it's I could. It's but that's my thing. So, mm. you know, the fact that you have sat here and said that you only put ketchup on your hot dog, mm-hmm. it's 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 a little bit of a problem. Will, what do you put on your hot dogs? I, I'm going to judge you for this, aren't I?
1: I I think it depends on the the venue. So mm. I will go. I mean? Well, so like, you got kind of like a
0: baseball hot dog. I, yeah, versus it, a, I
1: mean, I like I like some relish. Like, I like relish, but I also don't want to be in a situation where you know at halftime this relish can get on my nice shirt. You mm-hmm. know, at a football game. Mm-hmm. Like, if I'm you know if I don't really care, like I'd like to I'd like to kind of fill it up and, and put a lot of things on it. But yeah, I I will say I'm team up.
0: Thank of you. you are. Um, and this pains me to say because I feel like we're both on Miles' bad side now but I got to be honest I think Relish is gross. I'm ugh, that's tough. Wow. Try catch up for sure. Uh, yeah, just catch up. What oh do you Oh my about god. That? Sorry, I don't know
2: if I can be on this podcast anymore. I guys. think this Will is Will's
0: looking daggers at me that I just insulted relish, but I don't no, know. No, I'm, I'm I'm a I mean, simple person.
1: Relish, relish is an acquired. It's because you know you it's have good a, a, it's good at It's good at a texture. game too. Yeah, it's, it's a little bit texture-y, weird, but I mean, I didn't like relish for forever, and then I kind of started. Trying it, and I'm like, this is actually pretty good.
0: I I agree or- with what you're saying about. I mean, I, I still wouldn't order one, but it's different if you're going to like a, a baseball game, and right. you know they've got the it's there's it's venue specific. It it yeah. looks a lot more appetizing, I would say, then than any other time. So, um, but you know what doesn't is mustard, just plain mustard on a hot dog mm. ever.
2: <laughs> well, it's mustard and something usually, right? So it's it could be mustard and onion, mustard relish, mustard sauerkraut. If you get a brown Dude, you're mustard, so it's terrible it's- after a hot dog. With all that mustard <laughs> and onions and relatives. There's a there's a reason why I'm single, right? Um <laughs> how, how
3: I feel like I was hot also,
2: not that dogs. <laughs> I mean, like if
0: I'm against Apparently like once just, a week during NFL season. That's right. a yes. significant amount, I think. That's more
2: well, than it's, the a average tradition. Person. it's true. I felt I sort of felt like I was describing like the SpongeBob Wombo as I just went through Wombology, the study of wombo. first grade, Spongebob. You can turn my mic off now.
0: You, di- We don't know what happened. We lost you halfway through that, and then you just came back, and we just heard Wumbo and SpongeBob. You were still going. It was amazing. Oh, my
3: God.
0: It was phenomenal. Right. We're leaving it. Leave it all.
2: All right. Yeah, that's even weirder now. Okay,
0: great. I feel, ba- I feel bad. Miles took one for the team. Will had to get out of his bathroom. I was already here, and now Miles is at home, and and we're teasing him about his hot dog.
1: Don't worry, well, Miles. Also, we'll make up
0: for this.
2: There's also some weird stuff going around of my apartment. I don't know if you guys can hear it through like the the microphone, but there's like some crashing stuff going on outside my walls. I don't really know what's happening out there. It seems like people are moving furniture around. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I'm confused by it
0: oh that was amazing this was just a I i did not know that we were gonna get uh so passionate about hot dogs um
1: but i'm glad that we did
0: i absolutely glad that we did absolutely i um,
2: definitely feel like i know you guys better
0: yeah and and you don't like us anymore i think i think you like I us don't. you know us better and like us less
1: that's a trend each <laughs> yeah week.
0: every week i don't know how Correct.
1: how low the bottom is because we keep going lower
0: <laughs> i was there I, feel is like no I was bottom. pretty good Will we all know that you you know are are down there in Miles's estimation? Yeah. You know you guys are not quite friends, but I think I'm going now with my hot dog takes. I think I'm I'm scooting pretty far down there with you. So we'll, we'll see. Look, Miles is gonna Miles is gonna be here in person. He can't you know he can't deny us. He can't make fun of us for our hot dog takes, right? In person, Miles. Uh, we'll, yes, we'll climb I will. Back up, we'll climb back up the list when you get here with us. Fair enough. I have faith. Um, all right. I am going to hand the mic over right now because it is time for something, the debut of something that I'm very excited about. We are calling it the Minute of Mayhem. And uh, Will texted me, gosh, this was a while. This might have been after we recorded our last episode. And you said, I have a surprise. I'm going to do something on the podcast, I have an impression. Do you want me to say what the impression is, or do you want to say what it is? No,
1: I think you you have more experience with this world, so okay. like, this is definitely, and you need to you need to set it up.
0: All right. So for this week's minute of mayhem, Will is going to do an impression of something that is very near and dear to my heart, um, and that is a solo radio host. You know, I think it is truly a gift to be able to talk to yourself for four hours straight. In in some instances, right? Um, I could never do it. I, It is insane to me that anyone can, can pull that off every single day, and I think it really takes a special breed of person. So, Will, when you texted me about this, I've been excited for this for a week. <laughs> for a week.
1: Oh, my gosh, the pressure now.
0: So, so, without further ado.
1: Minute of Mayhem. Panthers 2020. Rebuild or reset? You tell me. They're young but it sounds like they're hungry. You don't want to mess around with a young, hungry team with a chip on their shoulder, especially when you have no idea what their playbook is going to be. You don't know who's lining up where. You don't know where the blitzes are coming from. You don't know who's going to be in the backfield touching the ball. Who do you guard, especially when the ball's coming out fast, especially when you have the best, best, best running back in the game. especially when you have the fastest skill players on offense and a quarterback that knows the system I'm not saying I'm just saying hungry hungry I'm hungry They so don't have any snacks I'm hungry
0: It it was the dead air that did it for me the dead air where you're like is this a commercial break? Oh, my God. <laughs> ten of ten. I was trying to keep it together over here. Miles, uh, what did you think? How did he do? Matt, Could he host his own radio show by himself?
2: I I mean, I had to mute my mic because I was laughing hysterically. <laughs> Matt, please edit in some fake applause right here because that was, wow. Wow, wow, wow. That was great. Um, but I do have a, a question, sir. Uh, yeah, longtime listener, first-time caller. <laughs> uh, you don't know who's lining up in the backfield? Um, I think we do
1: know that. Who? What do you have to say? Who? You, no, who? No, I'm serious. Who? <laughs> who are you? Like, where? It, can someone screen these calls? I don't know who this guy is calling in. But no, no, seriously. Who is lining up in the backfield? Christian McCaffrey, Reggie Bonifon, Curtis Samuel, DJ Moore, Teddy Bridgewater, Alex Arma, Chris Manhurts, Ian Thomas. Who?
2: Why are you talking about tight ends lining up in the
1: backfield? Oh, H-backs, what? man. I'm a I'm an H-back guy.
2: You really you really think that I that's going to be something? I believe well, in the H-back. I don't. I, I Maybe it's just because I watched Sean McVeigh run an 11 personal offense for, you know, two-plus years. Um, but, you know, I, I think it—I don't know where I'm going to go with this, but I thought that that was hysterical.
0: On a, on a solo radio show, he would have cut you off as soon as you started disagreeing, and yep. then Will would have just kept going oh, on yeah. his yeah, point. Exactly. It's like you hear the listener, you hear the caller, and then all of a sudden they're just not there anymore, and then— Will's just off on, on another, to another five thing. minute tangent. Yes.
2: <laughs> that was wow, that was that was great. Uh, I'm chef's kiss for sure.
0: It was it was great. Um can we get another one of those at some point in the future? Oh yeah. Can we have Will Bryan, radio host, come back?
1: Yeah.
2: I think so. Was it actually a minute though? Because it felt like it could have been longer. I should have timed it.
0: That's a good point. I didn't even think about I think it. Was, it. Usually, I think it was usually pretty
1: close.
2: Usually we time me on these That's things. That's true. So. We
0: do put miles on the timer.
2: Yeah, it and was next like, time. It, it needs to be exactly sixty seconds.
1: It was a lot harder to do in the studio because um, I was.
0: I'm looking at it. Yeah, Kristen was literally
1: falling out of her chair.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I was trying
0: to. I was trying to not make eye contact, but I couldn't stop. And then I was trying to not laugh. It was too much. Actually. It exceeded my expectations. Thank you for that minute of mayhem. Oh, my gosh. Um, All right. We're going to wrap this up with our weird question of the week. And this one is coming to us courtesy of Patrick T. Vogel, one of our amazing listeners. He tweeted us and asked, with Shark Week coming up, which type of shark would you be and why? I love it because, you know, on this podcast, we get to all the hard-hitting questions. What do you like on your hot dog? And uh, what kind of shark would you be? So, Miles, the floor is yours. What shark would you be?
2: I would be a great white shark because... Okay, um, that's
0: okay. Real original.
2: Yeah, I'm a great white shark on Shark Week.
0: Wah!
1: <laughs> so I think we should start muting Miles. Right? <laughs> and the baton's been passed. <laughs> Easily, with just that joke. Wah!
0: Um, <laughs> any specific Back reason? One more,
2: baby. Can't hold us. Uh, because it's the, it's the king of the sharks. It's true. That's true. All right. That's reason enough.
0: I like it. Will, what about you? Tiger shark. Okay.
1: The tiger shark eats everything. Mm. They find tiger sharks with all sorts of things inside them. They, not, they eat not
0: everything. Not hot dogs with ketchup, surely.
1: It, if, if a hot dog with ketchup slips in there, then who's to say?
0: Oh, how dare that tiger shark? <laughs> it's not a child. They eat everything. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Um, I'm going to go hammerhead. Uh. Only because I could only think of two, and that was the great white, and I was like, "Well, that's not, you know, someone else is going to take it." I was right about that. Hammerhead's the only other one that came to mind, and uh, I kind of like what they got going on. You know, one eye on one side, one eye on the other, checking everything out. I'm a fan.
1: Also, the blue really the see. blue shark jumps out of the water. Uh,
0: see, the whale
1: the whale shark is the whale largest shark is, fish. Yes, yeah, in, yeah. The, in the ocean.
0: All right, so you're clearly a shark week guy.
1: I, I looked up. I looked this you up. You looked this
0: up, Patrick. Thank oh. you so much for that question um all right that is gonna do it for us first time in the studio for will and i on this edition of the happy half hour miles uh we hope that we get to see you in person next week and everyone thank you for listening